Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Japanaholic Podcast, the podcast surrounded by topics all about Japan, anime, and games, discussed by one certified Japanaholic. I am your host, Taylor Fry, the certified Japanaholic. And it is that time of the month, I think. It's the first Wednesday of the new month of November, which means I have some anime news to talk about, or at least from the month of October. We already have big Big articles that have came out just in this past few days, uh, because I'm recording this on Monday. And two days into November, we already have some good topics that I want to talk about. I think I may end up talking about one of them, but most of the topics I'm going to talk about at least stem from October. Okay. Um, I did, and this is becoming like a big thing in, in terms of the podcast. A lot of people love to hear like news that's going on in the anime industry and stuff like that. And this week is going to be no different. I'm going to be talking about some of the bigger news articles that have came out. Not just in anime, but also the anime community. Because, once again, I have to talk about VTubers. Because VTubers have gotten quite a bigger bang, I guess. I I guess that's the right word or term I'm looking for. Because, I'll talk about that later though. I'll talk about that later. So stay tuned for some VTuber stuff. But, I figured... I wanted to start off with a big news article or like something big in terms of like a big anime. Demon Slayer. Let's talk about Demon Slayer. Personally, now this is just me. I am not really much of a fan of the series just because like I don't really find those kinds of like that kind of series like just something I'd watch. Um, maybe that would change if I actually watched it, I guess. But. Um, it is no secret, and it is no surprise, that the series has become one of the biggest series, not just in the West, but also in Japan. Uh, in fact, just recently, uh, the Demon Slayer movie came out in Japan, and we're still waiting for the release over in the West. However, in Japan, however, this movie has taken, like, everything by storm. Okay? I mean... Just as of, just as of Halloween, okay, um, the movie has been seen at least over 10 million times. And that's, and we're talking like, this is just as of the 31st of October. It could be over like 15 million by the time you're listening to this, if not 20 million. Okay, this movie came out in October, uh, October 16th, okay, just a day after my birthday, uh, <laughs> fun fact. But... The fact that, and this is, and it's like, this movie, this Demon Slayer movie has been the biggest movie in Japan, and it's like, it's so unbelievably popular that I would not expect this movie to, um, or I wouldn't be surprised if this movie, let me say that again, I would not be surprised if this movie gets to, like, number one on the charts on sites like my anime list, or, you know, sites similar. Because of the fact that this movie, uh, is just... Like, so incredibly big in its first, what, 15, 16 days, like, few weeks that it was out. It already has 10 million, view, uh, 10 million like, uh, watches or views or whatever. It's been seen, like, 10 million times uh, by a lot of people. That's, like, crazy, okay? Well, it's not going to be the only time I'm going to be talking about Demon Slayer because of, you know, a person in uh, Fukuoka getting, uh, Doing this sort of stuff. So we do have a pirate on us. We do have a pirate. Fellow pirate. Yeah. (laughs) 
But according to the police, the suspect allegedly sold three DVDs to two women in the Ibaraki prefecture around March, violating the Japanese Copyright Act. The website supposedly advertised the DVDs as pirated versions without commercials and were sold at a lower price than the official releases. Yeah, and this man was planning to sell over 600 of these. Yikes. Um, so, Demon Slayer movie has been not only seen 10 million times legally, but probably a lot more times illegally because of like pirates and stuff like that. So, that's just uh, something I'd like to say. Alright, so I'm done talking about Demon Slayer just because of the fact that if I talked more about Demon Slayer, I'm pretty sure I would have to dedicate this entire news episode on Demon Slayer. Because Demon Slayer's movie and just the entire series in general has seen a spike. Uh, because I think recently, um, Japanese television started doing marathons of Demon Slayer again. And it was like one of the most watched things on television at the time, if I remember correctly. Um, either way, the series has seen a spike in viewers and, uh, I mean, in one way, like, in one way, like, I don't really, like I said before, I don't really find the series that interesting or something like that. Just, it's my opinion. I love the animations. I love the openings and endings and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. The animation is amazing. Probably my, like, like outside of animes that I've already seen, that uh, Demon Slayer's animation is probably one of the best that I've seen that I have, like, not actually watched. Okay. Um, but I really just don't plan on watching it because I already have, like, other series I want to watch in the first place. I'll probably get to it eventually because, you know... A lot of people love this series, and a lot of people thrust series onto other people. I'm not, you know, saying I don't do that, but yeah, you, you, you get what I'm trying to say. But I want to go. I want to switch topics here a little bit to something a little bit more controversial. Um, I don't know if this is actually going to happen because it is, you know, about done, as they say in this article. Which, uh, and if you want to see any other news articles that I probably have not talked about in this, uh, in this episode, you can head on over to the anime news network, uh, com websites where they will have all anime, uh, articles and statistics and facts and all that sort of stuff for your liking and stuff like that. Not sponsored by them, obviously, but it's a good website that I use every other week to catch up on some anime news and stuff like that. But anyways... It has been reported that just a couple weeks ago, or at least in terms of when this article was released on Friday, um, that Sony has entered into final negotiations to acquire Crunchyroll. The website reported that Sony could end up spending more than 100 billion yen, or $957 million, USD. Sony had reportedly previously gained the exclusive right to negotiate for Crunchyroll. So, what do I think of this? Well, as a person who uses VRV, which is kind of Crunchyroll in the same way, I don't know how this is going to affect it. Because I've seen a lot of people on Twitter really not like this negotiation thing. Because Sony has been known for censoring a lot of stuff. And anime has been known for uh, showing stuff that, well... Would would be would be censored under Sony's under Sony's like leadership or whatever, and it, I don't know how much will be censored. I don't know if Sony will even screw with that or whatever, or what Sony will do because there's nothing like certain deals or whatever that 
um, certain like deals or whatever that is said in this article. The only thing it says is that Sony may acquire Crunchyroll. Um, and the number one thing that everybody talks about is censorship. And I don't know exactly if Sony would end up censoring a ton of stuff in on on uh, Crunchyroll's library. Or if they would get rid of series or whatever. I don't know exactly what's going to happen. We would just have to see what would happen. But honestly, I don't... Personally, I don't know if I want to have Sony own control. But, but business is business. And there's pros and cons to literally everything in business. And I just... I see the cons outweighing the pros. But at the same time, I'm interested to see where this would go. Um... It is also not the only company that's made offers to Crunchyroll as well. Uh, AT&T also offered uh, Crunchyroll to Sony for uh, 1.5 billion USDs. Um, several way back yonder, I guess. Um, so I'd like to know everybody's thoughts. Uh, not just over on my Twitter page, over at the Japanholic one, but also in the Japanholic PC at gmail.com. Uh, email where you can send in your thoughts, questions, and other sorts of stuff like that. So, outside of that, let me go ahead and switch topics to some... Uh, we Okay, so I'm at that point right now where brand new stuff is going to be announced, okay? We have a lot of brand new stuff coming out in terms of new animes and stuff like that. But I will only mention just a few of them because of the fact that there were so many new mangas or light novels or just stuff in general getting announced for tv series um that if i had to list them all off it would be incredibly it's just, this episode would be an incredibly long episode um if you have been a part of the anime like news community or whatever if you love looking at like anime news and keeping up to date you've probably already seen most of the um uh, of the uh announcements and stuff like that and I try not to be, I try not to like go over those articles again because of the fact that most people have already seen it and they don't really want to, uh, they, they probably already know all the information and stuff like that. I like to try and give off like articles that maybe not everybody has really thought about or seen or something like that. Like this article right here that I'm going to talk about. So most people know Negi. You remember Negi? The creator for Quidditch Special Quintuplets. Most people do. If you, it's a creator, yeah, probably rings a bell. The name probably rings a bell. Uh, recently, Negi recruited an assistant for a brand new series. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. this is interesting, isn't it? So, the manga creator Negi is recruiting assistants on the Ganmo manga artist, uh, an assistant matching service for a new serialized manga that will run in the Konasha's weekly shonen magazine the assistant will be expected to do screen tones inking and backgrounds doesn't this sound extremely interesting negi can make a real good story i can tell you this much negi is really good with the storytelling and stuff like that um if you've read quid social quintuplets you know that there's been like some crazy storytelling going on with the with the series i truly enjoy the quid social quintuplets for its storytelling uh, the ending is a mixed bag, though, but everything leading up to the ending was incredible. It's absolutely incredible, in my opinion. Not a lot of people will agree with me, um, but you have, like I said, when I was with Alex or whatever, we all have our, our taste and stuff like that. Some of them may be trash, but I'm sued by trash taste again. Damn it. Sorry. 
Uh, but I am interested to see what Negi's new series is, and I can't wait to see what it looks like as well. Because Negi does a real good job with storytelling, and since we have, I'm really curious to what this artist little, uh, this artist um, technique is. I'll say because a lot of tech, because a lot of uh, a lot of series and stuff like that really get popular on their art style in their mangas so i'm curious to see where this is going to go i'll keep an eye on on that i'll probably update my i'll up I'll, I'll update people once we get like more of a of an announcement stuff like that uh because i am really interested in this series um i talked about the kakuya saba love is war creator and um another one uh i can't remember the, the other what was it? I can't remember. But those two creators were going to make a series together. Together, but I haven't seen any. I haven't seen an article lately about uh, those two creating uh, the, their work together, which is unfortunate because I thought I was. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. But speaking of the topic of Kakuya Summer Love is War, I think the biggest news outside of Demon Slayer, of course, the biggest news to come out of this month of October is. The fact that Kaguya-sama Love is War has announced a Season 3 and an OVA. The official Twitter for Kaguya-sama Love is War uh, announced that the series would get a third season and as well as an OVA to cap this all off. This will be the final thing, I think, that the Kaguya-sama Love is War series will have. And I think I said this, I don't know how long ago I said this, if I said this at all, but I don't think I have said this at all. Fuck. Um, but this will be the first time I'll say this. On the podcast, I think um, that everything outside, like when you read Kaguya Sama Lover's War after second season, everything after that hits really hard, and we're about to hit the peak. Okay, like this anime season is going to reach to the point of craziness. Okay, we're reaching. I'm not gonna get into spoilers. It's gonna get even better. Okay. And the OVA is probably going to, like, capitalize everything if they go into the, the manga route or whatever. Um, and the OVA has said to launch in 2021, but they didn't say anything about the Season 1. So I'm trying to think if it come, if it does, if it goes Season 1, Season 2, OVA, Season 3, or if it goes 1, 2, 3, OVA. If it goes to OVA 3, then I think that's like, a, like, the OVA will be like a seed planter for Season 3 or something like that. Um, which could, which could mean that the anime could be going in a different direction, but I don't see it that way. I see the OVA being like, Hey, guess what? We're back and we're bringing back another 12 episodes of this in 2022 or 2021 or whatever they want to release it. Um, the only thing it says is that the OVA will be released in 2021 and nothing much outside of that. And is the, this is the favorite po point of my life where I guess what uh, what season this will this will broadcast in. I do this all the time when se when seasons or new animes get announced, um, if they haven't been yet already announced. Okay, because most animes usually announce when they're airing in terms of seasons when they get like a few months in advance, like maybe a season or two beforehand. Uh, I usually take the time to guess it. Once they get announced, because I try to, I try to have a little bit of fun. Okay. All right. So for me to guess Kaguya Summer Love is War Season 3 um, is probably tough because I don't know if they're going to announce it during like the OVA specials or whatever.
My guess is summer because the first season aired in winter, if I remember correctly. It was either, I think it was winter or it was spring. I can't remember. I could be wrong on one of those accounts. It's been forever since I looked it up. But I'm trying to think. The OVA and season three, I want to say will be about like a season apart or two seasons apart at the latest. So I guess we'll say, I guess I'll say that the OVA will launch in the summer and then the season three for Kaguya Summer Love is War will either air in the fall or winter 2021 or winter 2022, excuse me. So, but don't hold me, don't hold me accountable. That's just a shot out of the dark, I guess. Um, the only reason why I do this is because of the fact that um, it was one of my first, uh, one of the first uh, anime podcast episodes that I did on here where I talked about new animes uh, that are coming out. Uh, for spring 2020, if I remember correctly, um, I talked about Hero Camp and its season two's uh release date, and I guessed it perfectly. Uh, I guessed it that it was going to be announced in winter 2021, and well, season two's coming out in winter 2021. I called it, yeehaw! So I I try to do that with almost every other uh any time I talk about new animes that are coming out and stuff like that because of the fact. That, that's pretty, <laughs> I want to be right. And most times I'm not, but hey. And if we're talking about new stuff that's coming out, uh, outside of animes and mangas and stuff like that, Steins Gate has released something brand new. Or at least a new project. Mages, which is their uh, publisher, I think it is, announced during a live stream event that it will be developing a Steins Gate Zero Elite game the question is is whether or not that'll be a spinoff or an actual be uh like tale to the actual story uh the uh, the staff of mages also revealed on the live stream that a new steins science adventure project but stated specifically that the new project will not be steins case that pretty much answers my question uh it kind of will be a spinoff but i'm interested to see what this is all about steins gate zero elite uh, no release dates has been given, it looks like. It's just been only announced, which is fine. Uh, it's, it's basically a new Steins, but it will not be Steins Gate. That's what it's trying to, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, as well as, I'm going to be talking about the new next-gen consoles that are coming out this year with PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series. Um, it has been released, or at least, well, it has been told that the Funimation app, the Crunchyroll app, Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, Amazon Prime, uh, they will be on both those consoles I just listed off, PlayStation and Xbox, when the uh, apps release. Um, or at least, in this case, Funimation. Everything else hasn't been uh, like announced or whatever for PlayStation 5. However, I'm pretty sure they'll all be, you know, they'll all follow ahead just quite soon. Um, so... Those two consoles will release uh, around this time period, actually, by the time you're watching this. Um, though, uh, November 10th is the uh, release date for the Xbox Series X, uh, or S, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. <laughs> and PlayStation 5 will launch just two days later. Who else, who is here, who here listening to the podcast is getting one or the other? Personally, for me, I'm not going to get any of them right now. Obviously not. Not yet. Um, probably as soon as I can, 
uh, I'll probably either get the new Xbox or probably just wait a little bit to get the PlayStation 5. That's just me. I've always been an Xbox person, but lately PlayStation has been uh, kind of my kind of thing to get, I guess, because of the fact that, you know, if you have a PlayStation in Japan, you're almost guaranteed to get a good amount of anime games on there and stuff like that. And a lot of good, uh, good like, games in general because, you know, unfortunately, all the good games to the PlayStation come in Japan. Not here in the West, I guess. <laughs> so, the last few topics I want to talk about here. Uh, I got three more topics I want to talk about. And they're all kind of quick. They're all nothing too spectacular, I guess. Um, this first one here is probably, like, something I, you know, I think everybody is happy about or something like that, I guess. Okay. So, Anime Japan. This is an event held in uh, Japan um, nearly every year. Uh, it's probably one of their biggest, one of Japan's biggest anime conventions. Um, it is set to actually be held both online and in person. Uh, and it's been announced that uh, Anime Japan 2021 will be held on March 27th through March 30th in a combination of in-person and online events. The tagline for the event is everything about anime right here. The show's public days will be held on March 27th and March 28th at the Tokyo Big Sites in the center's west and south halls. The public days will have both in-person and online events. Uh, the in-person part of the events will have exhibits, booths, merchandise sales, and 40 stage events across the two days. However, the online portion of the events will stream uh, stage events and will show ex uh, exhibition booths. I said that word wrong. English is tough. Sorry. And will also host a Work You Want animated uh ranking poll so basically this is one of the first events that will be held with both people and online in terms of anime conventions in japan great <laughs> that gives us hope that gives us anime fans some hope for future animes uh events now then another topic that i really really want to talk about here um well that doesn't really have to do too much with animes but kind of similar it's virtual youtubers because every other month i talk about virtual youtubers or every week i talk about them <laughs> um two of the biggest virtual youtubers from hololive recently hit a million subscribers i'm talking about gura the ever so famous shark from hololive english and korore the ever so cute doggo from the original hololive japanese they both hit a million subscribers, and uh, Fubiki is really close. I think she's just a couple thousand away from a million as of recording this. I could be wrong. Um, but we have several others that are in contention to hit a million subscribers. But these two first hit uh, a million sub subscribers not too long ago. I think Korone hit hers near the end of October, if I remember. And uh, Gudra hit her million mark uh, just a few weeks ago, actually. I can't remember the exact day. But, uh, these two have, have been really popular throughout the entire Hololive, uh, uh, just in general. Um, and not only that, um, but Mori, who has, um, released three songs, well, not three songs, excuse me, a whole album, I'll say, quote-unquote. I'm not much into the rap scene, but there's... Um, four or five songs in that, uh, EP album that she, uh, put out, which the famous song is Deadbeats, 
And then just a few days ago, as I'm recording this, she released a brand new song that has yet to be on uh, Spotify on her iTunes. As of recording this, probably after recording this, it'll be on Spotify or whatever. I don't listen to rap. I'm not a rap guy. A lot of people know this by now. If you look over at my Twitter page, I'm a metal. I'm a metalhead. Um. But she's been also, Mori has been really popular lately as well, and she's been having quite the influx of subscribers and stuff like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if she ends up getting um, a million subscribers too, because especially because her dead or song Deadbeats uh, hit number one on iTunes, not only in Japan, but also here in the West as well, uh, in the rap, um, in the rap, in the rap charts. I think just in general as well, uh, because rap is basically the same thing as top 50. So there's that. Um, and another topic about the virtual YouTubers uh, outside of Hololive and Niji Sanji is the fact that there's been a ton of different VTubers hitting the Twitch scene and hitting the YouTube scenes that have been getting extremely popular over the past few days. Um, if you are listening to this and in the VTuber hellhole, like I am, uh, you know exactly who I'm talking about, and you know that, well, you're also seeing the same thing as well. You're seeing a ton of different VTubers, big and small, debuting, and it seems as though, like, the VTuber stuff is just not gonna go away anytime soon, and when everybody has talked about them being, like, a fad or whatever, it has yet to... Those, those, uh, those... Things that they say when it's a fad have been yet to be basically determined because of the fact that, well, the number of VTubers is growing ever so slightly every single day, and um, the amount of popularity that VTubers have gotten as, is growing quite big every single day, uh, with very hilarious clips coming out almost every single day because these VTubers work extremely hard every single day, and I'm not going to diss them for this because they are incredibly hardworking, okay, um, live stream goals every single day and stuff like that, it's really good, I'm really happy for them and stuff like that, um, but the main thing is, is that I want to congratulate Gura and Kordone for hitting a million subscribers on YouTube, and, um, basically, VTubers are not gonna stop coming in, the door is wide open for VTubers, and many of them are taking the opportunity to come right on in. Um, but that'll do it for this month's episode of Anime News of the Month. Um, this episode is a little bit shorter than usual, um, I think. It's shorter than the last one, I think. Probably by a few minutes, I guess. But, um, if you guys do enjoy this podcast episode, make sure to hit that follow button and share this podcast around with your fellow Japanaholics. I will be back same time next week to do it all over again. But for now, stay safe in the crazy, crazy world of the Earth in the year of 2020. My name is Taylor Fry, the Certified Japan Hawk, signing off. Good night.